Hi guys, welcome back to the Unraveling Podcast with Kelly Becerra. Today we're going to continue our anxiety series. If you have not yet listened to the last two episodes, I encourage you to go back and do so. If you would like to continue to hear these podcasts, make sure that you subscribe on your iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, whatever it is that you listen to. I also want to take a minute to thank those of you who have taken the time to rate or review the podcast. It means so, so much to me, and it also helps other people see the podcast who are searching for podcasts. So thank you so much for taking the time to do that. If you haven't yet, it would mean the world to me, and I just so appreciate that. It's very quick and very easy. I am really excited for the podcast today. It's something that I talk about a lot, and we're going to be really looking into who are we listening to? Who are we giving power to and what are we feeding? I write a lot about this and if you don't yet follow me, please feel free to follow along on the Unraveling blog with Kelly Becerra or on Instagram at Kelly Becerra. But today I definitely want to expand a little bit more and help give you guys another type of coping skill tool to use when anxious thoughts are running in your mind. So we are just going to jump right into it and I hope that you enjoy. everybody. So last week we talked quite a bit about externalizing your anxiety and making sure that we were not using anxiety as our identity because it is not our identity. Today we're actually going to discuss a little bit more of the spiritual component of anxiety. And I'm just going to be honest with you guys that sometimes this stuff gets a little sticky and weird to talk about, especially being somebody who is very much in the secular psychology world, and that was what my training was in. Um, I did not get trained to talk about like things like spiritual warfare, but that being said, I think that it is so important, especially as believers, obviously, to know what is happening around us and that there is something out there, the enemy, that is trying to destroy our soul, and I think anxiety can be a means of that. That being said, as I have said before, I do not believe that anxiety is always 100% spiritual. I know that sometimes people are told, hey, you just need to pray more or told it's because your lack of faith. That's why you have anxiety. And I I don't think that's helpful at all. And I don't think that's necessarily true. So um, I just want to say that to begin with. I know that there are other issues. It's literally a chemical imbalance in some people's brain. So I want to talk about the spiritual component of it that I think we can all relate to, but also know that there is more to it. There is, this is a bigger picture than just the spiritual world. But today we are going to talk about anxiety and the voice of anxiety and how we can start to fight it because that is essentially what needs to happen. Again, it starts by externalizing your anxiety, being able to separate yourself and say, I am not anxiety. Anxiety is something that's happening in my mind, but that is not who I am. So once we can externalize it and start talking to it, we can also start to challenge it. And that is essentially the core of what I do in therapy with people. Again, this is not therapy. I have to make that clear. What we're doing on this podcast is not therapy. Please do not quit going to your therapist if you have one. Um, But that is we look at people's thoughts and we we need to start challenging, challenging them. We need to start mixing it up because what is happening is these anxious thoughts are becoming so automatic in their mind that they aren't even necessarily trying to challenge it. The the anxious thought comes in and they believe it is true and then it spirals out of control. But what what we want to do is when the anxious thought comes in, 
we want to not just say, oh yeah, that's true, that's going to happen. We want to stop and start to challenge it. We want to look at some things and we definitely want to ask ourselves, who is saying this to me? Where is this coming from? So we're going to look at some actual examples of this. And anxious thoughts sound differently to everybody. Obviously, we don't all have the same anxious thoughts. But it might sound something like something bad is going to happen to you or a loved one. Maybe it's something more specific, like you're going to get cancer or somebody's going to get in an accident or you're going to get sick or something dangerous is going to happen or something bad's going to happen. You get the point. Sometimes anxiety sounds more like a voice saying you're going to fail, you're going to disappoint people, um, people are going to be let down because of you. And sometimes anxiety is more of a hopeless feeling of like you're always going to be anxious, you're always going to feel this way. This could happen to you at any point in time. You're going to have a panic attack in public. You know, it's it's just these nasty little things that keep coming into our mind over and over again and bringing about that physical response of anxiety. And so if you are listening to this podcast, I'm guessing you probably have a faith, um, which is probably important for this podcast. I mean, even if you don't, I hope that you will listen to this. But um, I do believe that behind these thoughts is Satan. Like he loves the fact that people struggle with anxiety because he can get in there and twist it. And um, it's just a very, very easy way to steal our joy, essentially. And so what I want us to think about the next time you have an anxious thought come into your mind, I don't want you to be so quick to say, I have to stop thinking that, like distract yourself, make it go away. I can't think about it. No, no, no. Instead, I want you to stop and say, who's saying this to me? Remember, we have externalized anxiety. We have, we have recognized that that is not who we are. And now we're going to look at it and say, who is this? Who's telling me this? This thought that I have, even though it feels so real, even though my body's telling me that it's actually going to happen and I'm just so fearful, is it actually true? And who's saying it? Okay, so here's an example. After I had my daughter, I believe I probably got a bit of postpartum anxiety because I would be laying in bed, especially at night. I mean, any time throughout the day, but it happened the most at night as I was laying in bed trying to go to sleep. And I would just have these horrible, terrifying pictures come into my mind about something happening to my kids, whether it was like me tripping down the stairs and falling with them or someone taking them or just all these really scary, horrible thoughts that were just flying through my mind. And quite honestly, I still have those thoughts. And I think to some degree that is normal as a parent, like you're going to worry. But when it becomes obsessive and like consuming your mind, that's definitely not normal. And if you're experiencing that, I really hope that you will go get some help because that is not fun to go through alone at all. And it can be really beneficial just to speak those words out loud and share it with somebody and, and bounce it off of somebody and allow someone to process through it with you. But anyways, I started to stop when those thoughts started coming in. And not that I can make the thoughts themselves stop, but I stopped myself from saying, oh my gosh, that's going to happen. This is my future. My kids are going to get hurt. I'm going to be a terrible mother, blah, 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 blah. Before I got to that point of agreeing with the lie, I decided to start asking myself, who's saying this to me? Because on the one hand, I think that I started to convince myself that it actually was God. Like God was somehow trying to tell me like, hey, Kelly, this is going to happen. Be careful. Or like he was trying to like forewarn me or something that 
bad things were going to happen to my kids. So I started to dig a little bit deeper into what does God's voice sound like and am I able to decipher it from the enemy's voice or maybe even from my own voice? Because if you really think about it, God is the only one who knows the future and he is the only one who has the power to intervene. And so his opinion and what he knows and his voice is absolutely the most important. So to give any other voices our time of day, we are not even listening to things then that are even true or things that even know the future or things that can even change the future. So that's what I learned is that when I listen to any other voice besides God's, I will end up being anxious. That is just how it works in my life. And even when I am trying to listen to God's voice, I still get anxious sometimes. But when I am hearing something else and believing it, I end up anxious. For some people that might not be anxiety, they might end up feeling you know, sad or hopeless or feel insecure for me. It is anxiety is where my brain goes. It goes straight to that. So during those nights when I was laying there and those thoughts creeped into my head, I started to just stop and listen to what is this voice saying to me and how is it making me feel? What is it bringing up inside of me? And obviously the answer was it was bringing up fear. And what do I know about God is that God does not put fear in us. He does not speak to us in threats and he does not frighten us. That is not God's voice. In fact, the Bible says that in God's perfect love where we can be and abide in, there is no fear. So then as those thoughts come in, I'm able to say, okay, this is definitely not coming from God. God's voice is calming. It's comforting. God's voice does not obsess and it does not worry. God's voice is a voice that encourages and enlightens me and he brings revelation. God's voice does not confuse me and make me have all these doubts about my life and about who he is. God's voice is a still voice. It's a voice that is gentle and loving. God's voice is not something that rushes me or a voice that, again, makes me feel like I need to go run and hide. And so that's essentially what has helped me the most, honestly, in my entire anxiety, recovery, whatever you want to call it, is that I feel like I have gotten really good at stopping before I agree with a lie and knowing who's talking to me. And so for me, I believe my anxiety is something that I do, I do believe it was a genetic thing. A lot of people in my family are very anxious, but I definitely know that Satan is behind all this. And I know I can hear him and I can feel him when he comes in there and tries to just bring about this fear and terror inside of me. But now when I hear it and when I feel it, I can be like, hey, Satan, no, <laughs> I'm not going to listen to you. Why would I listen to you? You are literally trying to destroy me. And please hear me out, I'm not trying to say that then my anxiety just goes away and I am all rainbows and butterflies and sunshine and I never worry again. That's definitely not the case. But it is a way for me to stop feeding those lies. It's a way for me to stop just agreeing with them and then going down that, that trail of this is going to happen and this is going to happen and this is going to happen. And I will also say, just like externalizing your anxiety, challenging it and 
and doing this work, it also takes practice. It gets easier the more you do it. And literally, you are changing your brain as you do this. Your brain and your thoughts will start to change as you start to challenge those thoughts. And so that's essentially what all this is about. It's about choosing the truth, and the truth is found in God. And so I just want to remind you, it is found in John 8, 44, I believe. It's describing the devil, and it says, He was a murderer from the beginning, not holding to the truth, for there is no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks his native language, for he is a liar and the father of lies. And so if that doesn't convince you that we need to make sure that we are not listening to Satan, I don't know what will. Because this is what he wants so bad is for us to believe those lies. And he, he's kind of crafty. Like he, he's pretty good at what he does, unfortunately. But we want him to know that we're not going to just make this easy on him. We're going to make him try a little bit harder, a lot harder by challenging him and fighting him and holding on to the truth. And so if we can get to a place of recognizing the Lord's voice, we are so much more likely to be able to decipher Satan's and, and not believe it. And I love the idea in John how it talks about Jesus being our shepherd and we are his sheep. It says in John 10.3 that he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has brought out all his own, he goes on ahead of them and his sheep follow him because they know his voice. I think that's so comforting to know that we were actually wired to know and hear and understand and follow Jesus's voice. And you guys, I know how hard it is in the midst of anxiety to listen. And so sometimes listening might not just mean sitting there quietly. You might have to get up and move and you might have to cry out to God and you might have to start journaling. You might need to get outside. I don't know what it is, but you, it, I know it's not the easiest thing in the world by any means, but I do know that the Lord is bigger and more powerful than your anxiety and he wants to bring you out of this. And in the meantime, he may grow you through this. He may do some things in your life to help you um, become more dependent on him. I don't even know what he's doing. I don't know why he doesn't just snap his finger and take anxiety away from us. But I do know that there is healing from us one way or the other. And so I don't know who you've been listening to. And maybe you have been trying to hear God's voice and trying to listen to him in the midst of anxiety. But I just encourage you to continue to try really hard. Talk to somebody about it. Process it out loud with somebody you trust and say, this is what I'm hearing. Do you think this sounds like God? And if it's not God's voice, then it's really important to say and declare that you are not, you are no longer going to align with the lies. The father of lies is trying to destroy you. And honestly, that makes me so mad. I hate Satan so much that he does this and that he steals from our life. But we are on the side of victory. We have the victory in Jesus. And so we get to choose that truth. So my prayer for all of you, again, is that this will encourage you and that today even you will just try to start challenging the voice. Ask yourself, who am I listening to? And am I listening to someone who even knows what they're talking about or are they trying to destroy me? I know that God has a huge plan for you and that he wants good and that he will bring good from this if you trust him. And so I am praying for each of you and I thank you so much for listening and I hope you guys have a great day and I will be back next week with another anxiety podcast. Bye.